you're listening to the PCAST. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what's unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson, well-read redneck. He is Dylan Schwartz, and he's extremely German, which probably explains a lot of the social awkwardness. Dylan, hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, not a whole lot happening outside of the confines of the athletics department this week, but what a weekend it was here on campus, starting, of course, with a big victory against Tennessee State at Fort Harris Stadium to get the guys back in the win column. Yeah, before the game, the, the teams came together, uh, had a pregame prayer at midfield to honor the down Tigers linebacker Christian Abercrombie, so it was good to see before the game as well. Uh, a huge confluence of events really helped us absolutely destroy the previous Fort Harris Stadium record crowd. 12,201 spectators, standing room only. For everybody that made it out, thank you. The atmosphere, absolutely incredible. Yeah, and a lot of that had to do with them seeing Gunnar Schlato. He made his 300th career tackle on Saturday. He's only one of two active FCS players with 300 career tackles and becomes the 15th player with 300 tackles in Austin P program history. And it wasn't just Schlato. The defense created five turnovers that helped set up a short field for the offense and a lot of easy touchdown drives when they're already past midfield. Those touchdown drives were largely done on the feet of a, just an incredible uh, backfield. Uh, Kentel Williams, Jeremiah Oatesfall, Ahmad Tanner, just unstoppable. Racked up more than 250 yards on the ground once again. Um, the Governors just slicing through that Tiger defense all day on Saturday. Post game uh, had a had a just a tremendous moment. Post game, just a, an excellent capper to an excellent day. Juan Terrius Bryant uh, got down on one knee and proposed to his longtime girlfriend. She obviously accepted. Uh, uh, congratulations to the happy couple. Just thought that was a an excellent moment to to really bring a, a great end to a perfect day. Yeah, capped off the day, as you said. The entire day got the Govs back on track after a couple uh, losses. So they get back on track and they have to capitalize on the remaining games. Hopefully get a good um, rise up in the standings and get a good spot in the OVC at the end of the year. Volleyball sweeps EIU and SIUE to maintain their spot atop the league. Sole possession of first place now after Tennessee State's loss to Moorhead State. Cecily Gable, career high 23 kills against SIU Edwardsville. A very good SIUE team, and Gable just absolutely dominant from start to finish. Yeah, Gable is uh, averaging 3.58 kills per set. She's in the top 150 nationally for kills per set, but it's not just her. It's been the entire Austin P. Uh, outside hitters, they have averaging 14.61 kills per set, and that is sixth nationally. So they like to spread the wealth around there. And, of course, uh, Kristen Stucker is the anchor to that offense. She does her job extremely well, and it really helps the entire team get rolling. On the pitch, the governor split against Eastern Kentucky and Moorhead State, picking up another home victory against the Colonels. Absolutely thumped Eastern Kentucky Friday night at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. Yeah, Mackenzie Dixon, one of the most prolific scorers in SP history. She's made the transition to the center of defense, and her offensive talents are still there. Um, she headed the first opening goal uh, against Eastern Kentucky. Um, the Austin P defense in general did not allow Eastern Kentucky to have a shot on goal. And then you had Shelby Stewart and Rachel Bradbury also add goals off the bench. The Govs continue to get contributions up and down the lineup. Stewart is now the eighth different governor with a goal, and that includes all 14 contests this season. The governor's tracking towards the fifth sub-one goals against average in the program's 16-year history. 
13 goals surrendered in 14 games. Uh, a slight setback on Sunday against Moorhead State. That sets up this weekend, which we'll cover a little bit later. This weekend is going to matter for the Governors. Wanted to shout out a couple of players of the week, as we do every week. Obviously, Kristen Stucker wins OVC Setter of the Week once again on the hardwood. We can just kind of substitute some of the numbers around. Kristen's great. She's great every week, week in, week out, class of the OVC. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on her because, you know, what is what else is there to say? She's she's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, on the gridiron, Nate Howard, uh, just a force to be reckoned with on Saturday, uh, always in and around the uh, Tennessee State backfield. Five total tackles, two for a loss, created a uh, forced a fumble rather, and recovered a fumble deep inside Tennessee State territory. Just a huge day for Howard. Yeah, um, and we also have Mackenzie Dixon possibly in the running for a player of the week as of the time of recording this podcast. She is neck and neck with two other players at Defense Player of the Week. So either way, um, we think she deserves some recognition for her performances this past weekend. Absolutely. We will take a break and bring in Lindsey Gamble from the Athletic Training Room right after this. Okay, with me today is Lindsey Gamble. Lindsey in her third year with the Governors and after Joni Johnson is the uh, staff veteran in the training room now. Also a Murray grad, but I will try not to hold that against her. Uh, Lindsey, hello. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you for having me. So Hickory, Kentucky native, what is there to do in Hickory, Kentucky? Uh, find something to do in Paducah, Kentucky because old Hickory is about as far out in the middle of nowhere as you can find it. See, so how does one get into athletic training in the first place? Uh, athletic training, I had these really big dreams as a high school student that I was going to work for Nike and do research and those fun commercials where everyone sweats Gatorade. Um, I got to Murray and thought maybe PT was a good route, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, here's athletic training, and you don't have to go to school anymore afterwards. And I thought, okay. Um, got into college athletics at Murray, ended up really liking it, I don't know why, long hours, but I ended up fitting in. I dropped the PT and just took the took it and ran with the athletics. So, Murray State grad, obviously. Um, what's it like being on both sides of this rivalry? I didn't think anything about it. When I applied for the job at Austin P, I was clearly mindset of let's find a job wherever it may take me. Um Otherwise, when I walked in the door, I got called the Murray girl. Why did you bring her here? Why are we trying to hire her? To me, I loved my time at Murray. <laughs> I think it takes a special person to love their time at Murray, maybe. I had a great time. I have great experiences. I love all of my friends and uh, my, um, you know, the people that taught me everything there. But the, my heart lies at Austin P. They pay the bills, but my kids are here. Um... So to me, it's not a huge deal. It's kind of cool to see both sides of it. But I would definitely say the rivalry is bigger down here. Like, it's easier for me to be here and be like, ooh, Murray. Even though I'm from there, um, the rivalry is definitely heavier here. 
Because when I was in undergrad, I don't know if I was just oblivious or didn't really pay attention to anything. But I was just kind of like, oh, Murray, la, 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 And then I got here and it's like, mm, let's beat Murray. So, Who has the more obnoxious fans? I would definitely have to say Murray. It, and I think I've only picked up on that more so along the times I was one of the obnoxious fans. Um, definitely back in the days of Moorhead's basketball glory days with Kenneth Reed. I was in the stands hooting and hollering with the rest of them. Um, but now being on this side of the rivalry, I cannot stand some of those Mary fans. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also, you also did an internship at UT Martin. Obviously. I did. You've got a long history around this league. Uh, so if Murray, if you say Murray fans are the most obnoxious, you you know what you're talking. Because even UT Martin hates Murray. It's like everywhere I went, they were like, "Ooh, that's the Murray girl." And I'm like, "Look, you all hired me, so I don't know." You got a master's in HR development, right? I did. What's that? HR development is um, honestly to me, it's the boring side of working in an office. It's if you want me to be very honest, I got that degree because they told me it was all online. It would be the easiest to fit with my schedule working. And I got a, it's like a minor in athletic leadership. It was the way the majors were put together. Um, I could take that and go work in the human resource office somewhere, but paperwork and hiring and firing and making sure that everyone gets along in the workplace appropriately is not necessarily up my alley, I don't think. Gotcha. Okay. That was more of a marriage of convenience then. Correct. I did it. Definitely. They said, hey, this master's is good if you have dreams to maybe be in the administrative side of athletics one day with the athletic leadership portion. So, Gotcha. Is that a, a potential goal for you down the road? I think so. I have, oh, I love athletic training, but I also have like personal goals to reach as well. And I, I've always, I've started creeping into that thought a little bit every now and then, even though right now, Athletic training is definitely where my heart is, but I've always thought about creeping into administration. What kind of role do you think you would take on administratively? I've always looked into more of like the SWA. I've worked quite a bit with a couple of them at different places um, and kind of just student athlete development type stuff, like different programs and making sure everybody's taken care of. All right, let's play either or for a second. I did not prepare you for this in any way, shape, or form or warn you in any way, shape, or form what was coming up. I feel like there are certain things that people need to take a side on, and what side you fall on kind of defines who you are as a person. So let's figure out kind of who you are. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. Ooh. Yankees or Red Sox? Neither. If I have to pick, I have to pick the Yankees. Ugh. TV or books? TV. Ford or Chevy? Ford, because I drive one. Ooh, very good. Dogs or cats? Definitely dogs. Brains or beauty? Brains. Noticed a slight hesitation. It's always beneficial if you have both. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? I grew up watching Star Trek. I saw my first Star Wars movie last summer. Wow. So, have you seen them all now? I don't want to get, like, too far off the beaten path here. I but. have not seen another one. Wow, you were really that impressed, huh? It was really good. I was very impressed. I just haven't sat down. <laughs> okay, last one. Uh, LeBron or Jordan? <sighs> I'm going to say Jordan. I do like LeBron. I'm not a hater. All right. Well, that's either or, and this isn't a game show, so you win nothing. <laughs>
moving right along down your career, working at Clemson, big money high major, coming to a non-big money, non-high major Austin P. what are kind of the pros and cons for either institution? Um, pros at Clemson, I mean, anytime you have the money to get anything that you possibly need, I feel like is a pro. Any, I mean... I learned a lot. I learned a lot of things I'd never seen or never been exposed to. And you see both sides of the world, basically, in athletics. And that was when I was leaving UT Martin as an intern. Uh, Bart Ballou, who is the head athletic trainer there, said, you're either going power five or you're not leaving. Because I'd been at Murray and then UT Martin. So I'd been at two D1 AA's with, you know, smaller budgets. And he said, you need to go see the other side. You need to figure out what you want to do. Um I applied to any Power Five that had a spot, and Clemson called. And honestly, I couldn't have told you where Clemson was at the time. Um, I'd heard Clemsoning at the time, but that was it. Um, went down there, and my first thought was, "God, I look awful in orange." But you get down there, and it gets in your system, and it was it was an unbelievable experience. I love going back down there and visiting. Um, so when I was looking for another job after graduating. I honestly applied to anything. Um, Austin Peace came open, and I applied with a whole heavy heart because it was volleyball softball, and I wanted back in the volleyball world after leaving Clemson. In regards to money, Power 5, back to a mid-major, it was tough because I went from having everything at my fingertips, literally, to back to the drawing board almost, but I think it made me a better athletic trainer. I think it helped me come in here and expose people to some things maybe that we hadn't done here before maybe broaden some horizons uh it made me think and I had to become a better athletic trainer because I'd had everything at my fingertips and now I'm back in the world where I'm I have to work I have to figure something out I have to find something else to do to make my student athletes great it's interesting that you mentioned wanting to get back into the volleyball world because a little birdie told me that you're incredibly bad at actually playing volleyball. I am actually improving. So that bird <laughs> better be careful with windows. But um, no, I was not a volleyball player. I was a soccer player. So all of my instincts are in my feet. Uh, and yep, can't can't throw a baseball. So working baseball in the spring too, that was tough. So what was it about volleyball that really intrigued you once you got into it? It's exciting. I, it was something that I'd never played, so it was a learning experience for me, but it's exciting. You're pumped after every point most of the time if you're winning, and you just put a ball straight down, and all you want to do is come up out of your chair and just scream and holler, and I love the excitement. I love being happy. I love having a good time, and I just feel like the volleyball world is always happy and always having a good time. Quick break to talk about our friends at CDE Light Band. Directly connected to over 68,000 households and businesses in the city of Clarksville, CDE Light Band provides reliable utilities delivered at the speed of light. The world-class fiber optic network keeps electric costs low and allows CDE to deliver exceptional products and constant innovation. Additionally, access to the CDE network increases home values by 3% or an average of over $5,000 according to the Fiber to the Home Council. CDE staff includes 175 full-time employees and a management team with over 100 years combined experience. Give them a call today for all your telecommunication needs. That's CDE Lightband of Clarksville. 
Tell me a little bit about your Apple Institute experience. I know almost three things about it, so I'm hoping you can expound on it a little bit. Apple, Ryan Combs drug me into um, about three years ago. Um, Apple Institute is a place where colleges from all across the country come together and we become we create awareness basically for our student athletes in regards to drinking and tobacco use and drug use and their effects on their um, performances as athletes and in the classroom. Um, Apple a lot of times is very heavy in the alcohol awareness because most of the time alcohol is your biggest issue amongst student athletes and students in general when they hit college. They leave mommy and daddy, they're however far away or they're right under their nose still, but they have freedom. Um, Apple is a group, so we take a couple of our student athletes with us. This year we took Mimi Arrington and uh, Trey Pruitt from football, and it's kind of an eye-opening experience because they get stats thrown at them that they may not have ever heard before. So they're like, oh, um, okay, you've trained for two weeks and you're going to go out tonight and you're going to binge drink 10 beers. Well, you've completely diminished the two weeks that you just did in the weight room, basically. Um, so some stats and stuff that they get thrown at I mean, they get the exposure of meeting student athletes from UCLA and UVA and all the way to smaller schools that, you know, are even smaller than us, but they have taken Apple and created peer mentoring programs and alcohol awareness programs and saved lives and, and you know, really exposed their student athletes to some things that have maybe saved a couple of them. Tell me a little bit about your fur baby at home. I have a fur baby who is just turned five in August. Um, she is all of 10 pounds and as sassy as I am. Um, <laughs> she has a terrible breed name. She says it's a rat terrier and she kind of has huge ears, uh, but she's pretty great. I've created a lazy dog out of her, so, which works in my world. <laughs> uh, so have you ever heard of the Prowse Questionnaire? I don't think so. Great. This will be more fun for me then. This is a take on a French invention, uh, kind of personality-seeking questions. Uh, what is your favorite word? <laughs> that uh, that you can say into that microphone without getting me in trouble. I would never say that that was my favorite word. My mother would be very ashamed. Um, I would have to say, you know. I feel like a lot of the times when I talk, I'm like, you know. Do you know? <laughs> and I've been compared to a lot of people that make me want to push my head through the wall that I say that. But What is your least favorite word? Can't. I can't, can't, can't. I want to punch my student athletes sometimes when they say that. What is the most disgusting or disturbing on-field injury you've ever seen? On-field? Probably a personal experience when my high school teammate got her teeth stuck in our teammate's forehead. I don't... I think teeth are weird anyways, but she went up to head a ball and there was like three of them in a group and she broke her teeth off and they're stuck in our teammates' head. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. Oh my God, okay. Um, what is your biggest regret in life? My biggest regret? Honestly, it would probably have to be not pursuing my collegiate soccer career. I look at that in two ways. I was a big soccer player. I got a little burnt out at the wrong time. Um, I love the sport, still play in a co-ed league in Nashville and really show my age, but I love to play. Uh, but at the same time, while I regret not playing, I wouldn't be here if I had. Because it would have been difficult to get that experience that you were able to get in college. Correct. It would have been very, it's very challenging 
some some universities are very accommodating to their student athletes if they want to be in athletic training but the hours that it takes to be a student athlete and then the hours that it took to be a student athletic trainer it's a lot and i just don't know that i would have pursued the same path what is the dumbest app on your phone? The dumbest app on my phone would probably have to be Tap Arrow. It's a game, and it spins in a circle, and you have to tap and get a certain amount of arrows in the circle without hitting another one. If you could experience one era in the history of the world, what would it be? I would probably say the 60s. Why the 60s? I just think that the outfits were very fun. <laughs> I mean, you could still wear the outfits now. You get funny. I mean, the 90s outfits are rolling back around, and I'm real pumped about that. So maybe even if I could go back and be like 18 in the early 90s instead of like three, I would do that too. Okay, this one will hit home for you because you already kind of referenced it a little bit. You're AD for a day. What's one thing you do immediately, big or small, to make life better for student-athletes and staffers? Buy a Powerball ticket on Austin Peay's credit card and bump everybody's salary. <laughs> It's up to like a half a billion dollars. It is. Very much is. You'd have to clear that with Brandy, though. I think she'd be okay with it. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing thing you did as an intern or GA? Oh, uh, the most embarrassing thing I did as an intern was, oh, there's two. I've got two good stories for this. Um, when I was working baseball for the first time ever at UT Martin, I like I said, my abilities are in my feet athletically. And I wore a ball, I'm talking straight off the shoulder, stuck my hand up to catch it, and somehow, I, it was the most, it was awful. I just put my head down and, and left practice. <laughs> I was like, all right, boys, it's over. I'm out. GA-wise, I worked track and field my first year. I'm not a track athlete. I don't have the physique anymore of an athlete much more. <laughs> but... I uh, had a student athlete get hurt at Florida Relays on the high jump mat, and that was a uh, not quick run across the entire track to get to. So I went from literally one end of the track across one of the biggest collegiate meets in the country with some of the most elite track athletes in the country, and I had to take off running to get to my high jumper. <laughs> and this, for people that don't know Florida Relays, this is huge thousands of people come to watch let alone the world-class athletes that are participants and then there you go taking off and running across the entire field yeah my uh now jamaican olympian uh clapped me across the infield as i took off so <laughs> uh goals ambitions what i mean you you said that you know you love athletic training right now but the obviously there's there's more out there for you when do you when or what do you think you may wind up pursuing as of right now I've always been kind of a fly by the seat of my pants wherever the wind blows I've tried to make plans in my life and they have never ever once worked so I've uh, taken the route to stop planning um, right now I could tell you I'm not looking to leave Austin P for some reason I don't know what it is but I'm there's something pulling me to stay. I think that I, you know, personally and this place has got potential to be even greater than what it is. Um, I think that I've got ability to grow a little bit maybe. Um, long term, I might move into the more administrative side. I might not. I might have to, I might decide to do some things personally like, I don't know, be a mom one day. That's kind of weird to say, but like, you know, maybe one day. 
Tina, my mother, has cried for grandkids for her whole life of me being the oldest child, and I just keep making her wait. So... You can pass that responsibility on to somebody else. I have begged my sister to find a boyfriend and get have kids, and I'm telling you, she defies me more than I defied my mother. So, but um, yep, administratively could potentially be a goal. Like I said, plans in my book usually never work. So I, whatever I wake up and decide to do that day is kind of where I'm at. Austin P has a way of kind of getting his hooks into you, doesn't it? It does. I would. I would compare that to how it was when I went to Clemson. I, like I said, no ties to Clemson whatsoever. I honestly was hit with a really big question in my interview as a GA at Clemson. She said she ended up being my supervisor and she was the most intimidating person there. No one else bothered me and she looked through my soul. I swear she did. Um, Gonna Donna Bullock. She looked at me and she said, why Clemson? And in my mind, I'm thinking... Hmm. I can't really tell you that I just applied here because I applied everywhere else. So I looked at her and I said, well, why not? Followed by a much better explanation. But I feel like Austin P is the same way. I got here and to be very frank, my plan was about two years and I'm out of here. I'm going to move back out and try and get back into the power five. And it got my, it got its hooks into me and I can't find the, the reasons to leave. Lindsay Gamble. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Lindsey Gamble for joining us today. As we look ahead this weekend, football heads north to southeast Missouri for a 1 p.m. Saturday contest. Hawk Stadium, historically a tough place for the governors, but these aren't your daddy's governors. Dylan, what can we expect from Austin P as they travel up to Cape? they got to come out fast, and they got to come out um, strong as well. They have not won in Cape Girardeau since 2009. They really have to change that this week in a critical OVC game. Southeast Missouri is scoring nearly 40 points a game, averaging over 450 total yards of offense per game, but they're also surrendering nearly 35 points a game and over 500 yards per contest, and that could prove very fruitful for the Govs as they're second in the OVC at nearly 250 rushing yards per game. So they get that rushing attack going, push the CMO defense on their heels, and maybe get up a couple touchdowns and be able to really pressure that uh, SEMO backfield. Uh, the winner of the turnover battle may wind up ultimately being the winner of the game, which seems very reductive, but you also have to look at these are the two best teams at forcing turnovers in this league. SEMO leading the way at plus five in the turnover margin on the season. Govs at plus four. Austin must bottle up OVC leading rusher Marquise Terry of Southeast Missouri. He of the 120 yards per game average. Final home soccer match for the Governors is a big one. Austin be hosting Murray State in the Heritage Bank Battle of the Border at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field on Friday night. Yeah, and you got a pair of contrasting streaks going here head-to-head. Um, the Govs have not lost a home game in the conference in the last 16 games at home, and they're overall unbeaten at home in the last 23 games. But they have not beaten Murray State since 2011. The only thing going, keeping that unbeaten home streak going is a 2016 tie against the Racers. And these current crop of seniors have never defeated the Racers, and they'd love to knock them off in their final regular season appearance at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. 
The Govs also travel to league-leading UT Martin on Sunday. A huge weekend for the Governors facing the league's top two teams in a pivotal weekend of Ohio Valley Conference soccer. The Nashville Road Swing is on deck for Ossipee Volleyball to face Belmont and TSU. TSU's loss last weekend does not diminish this one against a quality Tiger team at Keene's Little Garden. Yeah, the Tigers are second in the league in opponent hitting at 179, and that's a stark contrast to the Govs, who have struck a robust 250 on offense. So the two different styles there coming head-to-head, and hopefully the Govs can prevail over that Tennessee State defense. Govs looking to build on the best OVC start in program history, 16-2 and to start the regular season. A hole's not too shabby either. And on Tuesday, a big non-conference matchup looming against a traditional power in Western Kentucky. That will be here in the Dunn Center. Yeah, and we also have the final cross-country tune-up before the OVC Championships. It takes place this weekend in Evansville for both the men and the women. So hopefully the, they can put in some good times and some good runs and really feel prepared for that OVC Championship. Both men's and women's golf going early next week. The women in Monroe, Louisiana. The men down at Greystone Golf Club in Dixon for their portion of the 2018 FNM Bank APSU Intercollegiate. Chase Cordy and Austin Lancaster led the way for the Govs last season with Cordy securing a a sixth-place finish. That shouldn't be that hard to say. And Lancaster's tournament-high 40 pars helping him secure a top-20 spot as well. Govs looking to build on a fifth-place team finish last year in Dixon. And if you're a new listener to the podcast or you've listened to all the other ones and just turn it off after we get to this point, if you want to know how to get in touch and stay in touch via the web and social, you can connect with us via Twitter and Facebook, Instagram at Let's Go P. Shout out to Taylor Wiseman and Tyler Davis in the video department. Again, all those graphics and videos that you see on those social media sites, they are the main creators of those. Also, go to Let's Go P.com for all updates, news, and stories. Shout out to Colby Wilson as well, my co-worker on the podcast sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) my boss on the podcast um cody bush my other boss and stefan nolay which is technically i guess now my colleague (laughs) should we just redo that no i think we're all your bosses i'm pretty sure intern does happen to be low man on the totem pole carry on carry on also true um if you need tickets go to the ticket guru of katie Locke and as well as sydney hooper they got you covered for all things ticket wise Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review because we won't be able to tell sponsors that you guys like us and maybe one of them will think we're worth sponsoring and we can keep our jobs for another month or two. And also because I do not require dignity or self-respect and I am not above begging for anything. Want to suggest a guest? Let us know the local or on-campus event we should shout out. Compliment my nasally laugh. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu. And we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye now.